to the Brandy McDonald MomCast. I'm your host, Brandy. Have you noticed that we live in a very fast-paced world? I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you've even caught yourself saying, man, I wish we weren't so busy. Well, let me tell you that you are not alone. Our culture is one that we do not value downtime. We see downtime as somehow being lazy or not active or not important. And really what we're doing when we as moms don't make space to slow down and give our families and ourselves downtime, we are on a path to burnout. When you are constantly on the go and going from one thing to the next, it really is a slow drain. You may not notice that you're feeling tired or you may not notice how it's wearing you down little by little, but what I have found in my own life and what I have seen with talking to other moms is that this wear down shows up in a variety of ways. And moms are often shocked when this happens to them and when they don't allow any time to recuperate from their daily lives, from the fact that they're a mom doing a million things a day, when we don't allow any recuperation time, we will burn out. And that is just a fact. And that happens to anyone. It can happen to anyone. But we are shocked when it happens. Just in case you don't know what a burnout looks like, here's a couple of ways it can show up. It can show up as an emotional breakdown. It can show up as feeling out of control. Maybe you physically don't have any strength. Like maybe you just physically are fatigued. Maybe it shows up in your life as being short-tempered or yelling at everyone or if the house doesn't look exactly the way you want it, you freak out. Maybe you're overly anxious. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you can't sleep because your mind is racing because the only time of day that you have allowed yourself to be still is right before bed and When you do that, your mind is just flooded with all kinds of things. And what I want to say to you is that we have to be so intentional to create headspace in our daily life. Now, I know you might not be able to get away from your children. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you don't have the help that you feel like you need. What I am saying is that you do have to allow yourself time to clear your head before bedtime. That allows your mind to clear itself. That allows you to have some headspace to actually think and process through things. I know that for me, I can be the mom that has a hard time slowing down. And my husband even told me, you know, I think you should call your next podcast Just Breathe. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm doing fine. But what was happening is I, you know, I can get very worked up over little things. And when I that happens, it's usually because I'm doing too much and I'm not allowing myself any time to process through what is really going on in my life, in my own thoughts, in my own heart, and then also in my family. If you feel like you're doing too much, you probably are. I think there are several ways we can fall into doing too much. And here's a couple of ideas I have. We think everything is important. We feel guilty when we say no. And I know moms who volunteer to be the homeroom mom at their child's preschool or maybe elementary school, and they really 
don't have time to do it, but they do it because they feel obligated or maybe they see that nobody's put their name down on that sign-up sheet. So they just feel somebody's got to do it, so I need to do it. And I'll just tell you right now, my daughter's eight years old and I'm a very involved mom in her life, but I have never been the homeroom mom because I have never had the space, the time, or the desire to manage that. Now, I participate. I'll go to her school parties. I'll send snacks. I'll do all of that, but I don't have to be the organizer of it to be involved. Now, maybe you do have the time to do that, and that's the only thing that you have going on right now. Then great. Be that homeroom mom and rally those other moms to participate, but if you feel like you're strapped and emotionally, time-wise, and you just can't do that for your child in that way, then please do not sign up to be the homeroom mom. Also, I think we don't have clear priorities. We don't really know what our family values. And so what we do is we'll get on social media because we need a brain break, and we're just kind of mindlessly scrolling through, and we see all the fun things our friends are doing and all the fun things that their kids are doing. And we think we need to do that too. But we never stop to say, hey, do those activities that I saw on Facebook or Instagram, do those really model what's important to our family? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But I don't think sometimes we pause to really see if it's a good fit for us. We just think it sounds good, so we just sign up. And then we have the problem of too many activities and we're doing something every single night of the week and we're exhausted and we're anxious and we're short-tempered. One thing is definitely need to get clear on the priorities of your household. What is important to you, to your children, to your spouse, and what fits for this season of your life. Also, I think we feel like we need to have the same priorities as our best friend. And let me tell you, that's just not true. You might have common interests. You might do the same things as your friends, but maybe not. So I just want to give you permission, like you don't have to do what your best friend's doing, okay? We also believe a lie that we have to do it all as a mom. We believe that we have to have an Etsy shop. Or if I have a hobby, I better turn that into a business if I really want to make something of myself. Or I need to be cooking elaborate meals every single day. Or my child's lunch looks the same every day and it's super boring. So I'm not really measuring up on the mom factor because I don't have good lunch ideas. Or maybe your house isn't decorated in a Pinterest-worthy manner. Or maybe you have a really good friend who's really awesome at decorating your house and you're not. And you feel like somehow you don't measure up. This is a lie. And no mom can do it all. Some moms are capable maybe of doing more than another mom. But maybe she's just a super high-functioning individual. Or maybe she's just doing too much and you're trying to model your motherhood after someone who's doing way too much. We constantly have to resist the lie that we're not enough. Did you hear that? We constantly have to resist a lie as mothers and as women that we are not enough. So I want to say to you, just breathe. Give yourself permission to slow down. And the reason I'm saying this is because there are so many things that can happen in a given day that when we are worn down by just the activities of life, we aren't able to respond 
to our lives in a healthy way. Everything becomes a crisis when you're tired. Everything. I was reading the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, and they pointed out something about self-control that I never really thought of before. Self-control isn't always saying no to something that's bad for you. Sometimes practicing self-control can look like saying no to something that you really want to do that would really be a good thing, but it just doesn't fit in your day or it just is too much for this season of life. Maybe you over-volunteer. It will take you some self-control to not volunteer, to see a blank sheet of paper that's calling for volunteers and no one's put their name down, and you know you don't really have the time, but you put your name down anyway. It would take you self-control not to put your name down when you see that there's a need. Now, if you really want to volunteer and that is something you love, then you would have to let go of something else, okay, so that you could volunteer and not be worn out by that. Okay, something else. If you feel out of control, I would say, please give yourself permission to slow down. If you feel like your marriage is out of control, your children are out of control, your day-to-day is out of control, then just breathe. Slow down. And I want to say this to you. God has got this. And what do I mean by that? I mean God is sovereign. God is very involved in your life. And maybe you haven't noticed that. Maybe you haven't really allowed God to be involved in your life. But He wants to be involved. And He also has it. He has your life in His hands. Now, you may have overburdened yourself and overburdened your day with things. And so you feel like, I want to believe God has this and he's with me and he's for me, but I don't really feel it or I don't really see God acting on my behalf like I wish he would. Then I want to just tell you that God wants you to know that you can trust him. You can trust God and God is with us when we're in a season of blessing And He's with us when we're in a season of hardship, when we're in a struggle, when we are in a desert or a wilderness. God is still with us, and God wants us to know that we can trust Him. What does trust have to do with slowing down? Well, for one, if we want to hear God speak to us, or if we want to allow God to be involved in our lives, we have to slow down. Maybe God wants to speak to you, but you haven't allowed yourself a quiet moment to hear his still small voice. He wants to speak to us, but he's not going to barge in. He's a gentleman like that. 2 Corinthians verse 5, 7 says, We live by faith, not by sight. If you want to live a life of faith and not be consumed by what you see, then you've got to allow God to speak to you. You have got to allow God into your life. And if you have a hard time trusting God, then I encourage you to read his word and see what he says. If you are afraid that God's not going to come through for you, or if you release your grip of control from your life, that somehow it's going to spiral out of control. I've got news for you. Control 
is a facade. We aren't really in control of our lives. Now, we can have a false sense of comfort that we are, but you've had those moments when your whole day falls apart and it doesn't go like you planned at all. I have learned that those days are just good reminders that I am not in control. I'm just not. So Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that promise. I love that so much because God is saying He's the one that we can get our strength from. He is the one that wants to help us. Psalm 9:10. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 56:3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. You know, I know that life can sometimes be scary and unpredictable, and we can feel alone. And we can feel like God doesn't hear us when we pray, but He does. He really does. And we just have to get to that place where we surrender and we say, Lord, I do trust you. Even if my life doesn't look like what I want it to, I trust that you're going to bring me to a place so that I can have what your word says for my life, which is peace and joy and that certainty that God is with you. I was talking to my mom group the other day, and I encouraged them in this, that there are ways that God has shown himself strong in your life. You know, there are answers to prayers that you have prayed. And so when you find yourself, you know, struggling to trust God in an area of your life, maybe your child is sick. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. Maybe you are in financial turmoil and distress Maybe you need a job. Maybe your husband needs a job. When you're trying to believe God for things like that, where you really don't have control over the time frame or the circumstance, I really encourage you to remind yourself of those little victories that you've had as a believer, that you have seen God show himself strong. Because putting your trust in God is an exercise because that's not something that is modeled to us every day in our day-to-day walk, unless you're surrounded by a really strong group of believers that you interact with on a daily basis, you probably don't see people putting their trust in God and really believing that God is on their side. So I, again, want to encourage you, if you are learning to trust God or you need a stronger trust muscle, then remind yourself of the ways that God has shown himself strong in your life. Start with those things and remind yourself, you know what? I saw God do this for me, and I know if he did that, then he can do this. And don't put a time limit. You know, I think we pray a prayer, and we think that if God doesn't answer the prayer in this time frame, then he must have not heard us or he doesn't care. But that is not true. Proverbs 28, 26 says this, Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And the wisdom that I believe this is referring to is the wisdom in the Bible. It came out of Proverbs, the wisdom of the Word of God. Don't trust in yourself and your own efforts. You've got to put your trust in the Lord. Proverbs 11.28 says, Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And I love that because we can really, as women, 
put our trust in riches or trust in financial security. And while I 100% know that we have to have money to do things in this world and in this life, but that is not where our trust should fall. Because even when your earthly provision runs out, God is still provider and he always has a way. And then Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I love about that scripture that says, as we put our trust in him, we would be filled with joy and peace. Now, I know sometimes when you're putting your trust in God, you may not be filled with joy or peace. Maybe you're putting your trust in God, but you're scared. And that's okay. But as you continually remind yourself who God is, what His Word says, how He's come through for you on other things, then that fear and that uncertainty, well, I I believe God will help me. I believe God can help me, but will He help me? You can remind yourself of what he's done. And then that joy and that peace will come. You'll all of a sudden have that peace that the Bible talks about that surpasses all understanding as you're waiting for God to show you his promises. And then I love how it says that as we're trusting in him, we can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit because God has given us the Holy Spirit as our wonderful counselor, as our comfort. And so as we are learning how to trust God, how learning how to trust in his timing, because God often isn't on our same time frame. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I have noticed that in my own life. But as we wait, I like to call this, we can have peace in the process. We can have peace in the waiting. Instead of being filled with anxiety and wondering, is God going to do it? We can be filled with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that God is for us and that He's going to show Himself strong in our circumstances, even if it doesn't look like what we want it to look like. So how does this all play together? I'll recap real quick. We, as a society in our culture, are really busy. We don't allow ourselves to slow down. We don't really stop and listen and hear what God wants to do in our hearts and our lives and our families. We then find ourselves worn out. Then we find ourselves responding to the stresses of life in crisis mode. And what I have felt God saying is, you can trust me with your life. Will you allow me in? Will you allow me to be part of your day-to-day? Will you give yourself permission to slow down to hear his voice, to clear some headspace so that when life happens, you can respond instead of react. We can know that God is in our lives. He's working things out to our benefit because that is a promise in the word of God. I hope this blessed you today. I really want you to know that you can trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I've seen God show himself so strong and so faithful in my life. And it has just been a fun ride, I guess you could say. So thank you so much for listening today. I want to encourage you, if you like this podcast, please leave a review. That would just mean the world to me. You can do that in iTunes. You can give me some stars if you would. 
But that would be a blessing for sure. So you can also visit my website at brandymcdonald.me and you can browse around there. And if you're looking for a speaker, I have a contact form that you can fill out and I will be in touch with you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 